ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Scalora Dance Group. I am so glad to see all of you guys back here and we are ready to kick off our summer. Now, I don't know about you, but my summer plans consist of going to the beach, having fun, dancing, and hanging out with all of my awesome friends. Now, to kick off my summer, I've got quite the treat for you. I've got five times world champion, six times European standard champion, two times world games standard champion, nine times super grand prix champion, and 20 times grand slam champion. Ladies and gentlemen, I am talking about Miss Claudia Kohler. Hello, Claudia. Hi, how are you? I am doing quite well. How are you? I'm fine. Thank you. Awesome. Awesome. Well, Tell me, how is the weather today in Italy? Well, unfortunately, I have to give you bad news. <laughs> uh oh. The weather is uh, actually today not so good. It's strange because till uh, last week we had 32 degrees, but wow. uh, we had some uh, weekend with some rain. So now it's uh, just today, it's just 16, but it's going to be better during the week again. So we are nearly in the summer. We're almost enjoying summer, That's right. summertime. So have you been able to go to the beach or any poolside to relax in this really no, hot weather? No, 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 no. No, always work, huh? COVID is actually gone. So uh, we are really busy with all our students, with all the appointments we have in our, of course, uh, beautiful dance sport. There we go. Well, speaking of dance sport, let's go ahead and start discussing a little bit of, about your career. Now, let's take it from the very, very, very beginning. Tell me, how did you begin dancing? Well, actually, uh, it were my parents that uh, saw some uh, show from a dance club in uh, Germany, in my hometown, which is Leipzig. And uh, they had some exhibition with uh, some of the, the students from the dance club. And uh, before I came to dancing, I was, let's say, following my sister's track, which was doing gymnastics, but I didn't like it oh, so wow. much. And as a small child, I was always dancing in front of the TV and I was very, very, um, let's say, um, uh, active and so on. So my parents saw this exhibition and they thought, okay, let's bring her to this club and let's see if she liked it or not. And as you could see, I liked it. <laughs> very good. Very good. So how, how long did you, how long were you a gymnastic? Tell me what did you not like about it? I, I, I'll be honest with you. I also did a little bit of gymnastics when I was a kid and I hated it. I hated oh, it. <laughs> well, it's not about the hate, but uh, I was, I still remember this. Uh, my fa already my father is still uh, telling me this little story that one day I came home and I told him before I went to sleep, look, daddy, I did this roll forward and check. I think it's so fantastic. And he said, wow, Claudia, it's great. What, why, why you ask me that? And I said, you see, and the teacher still complain with me that this is not good enough. So I don't <laughs> like to go there anymore. So, and if you see, well, actually in the dance sport, I mean, it's the same, but I don't know. Uh, maybe it's just, um, yeah, I, I like much more the dance sport than the gymnastic. And yeah, I found my way in, in the dance sport. Actually. I guess it was yeah a lot more fun maybe for you a lot maybe easier to do the dance but easier maybe dance sport is not yeah easy, it's not so easy actually it's not know, easy but, uh, yes 
strangely enough, uh, I uh, I liked it more. Also, maybe you connected with it. Yes, and you are more in the community. We had uh, actually in in our club in Germany, we had uh, we were a lot of children at that time, and we were like a little community where, of course, we were uh, we were all together. So of course, you build up friendship and so on and. In, I think in the gymnastics, you are more on your own, actually. So um, I think this was also a point of view why maybe I didn't like it in the end so much. I yeah. see, I see. Now, we spoke about friendships and community uh, in your early stages. Tell me, what was your childhood like uh, in Germany? What was it like growing up as a dancer in Germany? And um, what can you describe? Well, I must say we had this uh, this uh, person which was the leader of the dance club and uh, together with his wife, he built up this dance club from a very young age. We were all around uh, 8, 9, 10, maximum 11 years old and he was starting with us from the basics actually and he brought us from the very beginning. So in the Germany we start with a D class actually. Then we go from D to C, a B class, and then to the A, and then to the international class. And yeah, they did a very, very good job because uh, they brought us uh, through these stages, and they did a lot of exhibitions. They brought us from uh, from competition to competition. We were traveling with a bus, mm-hmm. actually. And I think, uh, yeah, they did a lot of effort in order to uh, really motivate us um, to 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 go ahead. I think what I know now, because nowadays when I come back to Germany, I see some of these people which I started with, and of course I'm one of the only ones. But I think it's in all the business like this that mm-hmm. actually uh, achieved this kind of very very high position, and that were really dedicated and go through all the effort and all the problems that you have during any career mm-hmm. because all I the see. others in some in some stages they stopped or they went to university or they mm-hmm. uh, they had a problem finding new partners so i must say i'm one of the few ones that really reached the top and but i think it's in all the in all the business and all the sport really like this very very difficult to come really to the top and only few people unfortunately can can manage it Hashtag committed, am I right? Hashtag committed. There you go. Number one. Eat German commitment. <laughs> German commitment. Hashtag German style. I like it. We're yeah. here for it. Let's do it. Uh, so discussing now, your climb to the top, let's talk a little bit about Benedetto. How did you meet and uh, when did you meet Mr. Palermo? Mr. Palermo. Oh, my God. Uh, I have to tell you another another point. Actually, it was in um, in May in two thousand and three. He was mm-hmm. calling me, and I, I still remember I was at that moment in time in Blackpool. Ah, so I because see. of course we were all following still this circuit of WTC, which were the three main competition at that moment mm-hmm. in time in England, which was UK Blackpool International and. In May, he called me. I was with my former partner in Blackpool for the preparation for Blackpool for the dance festival. And he called me and he asked me if I would uh, have a tryout with him. But During the Blackpool? Yeah, not (laughs) during the Blackpool, but it was in that period, I remember. Ah, I see, I see. Yes, and um, actually I was shocked because I uh, I didn't even were thinking about having a tryout. 
with mm-hmm. somebody because at that stage with my former partner everything was fine we were very successful we was in the final of the of the world championship standard and so i there was no idea from my side changing partner but uh, so i told him listen i have to think about it because um, yeah it's it's really shocking of course it's shocking someone yeah. just randomly says hey listen dance with me well, no, you already have I mean, a successful career. <laughs> and actually, but uh, it was, I think, uh, you know, sometimes you have these circumstances that just some um, few months later already, I was not very happy with my former partner anymore because he was, um, I felt that there was not the real 100% dedication towards the top. He was the German commitment. Yeah, exactly. So he was studying in the university. He suddenly said he wants to uh, dedicate more time there and so on. So I said to my uh, former coach, uh, okay, I will call Benedetto. I hope he is still interested in having a tryout with me and my coach because he said, no, how you can call this Italian boy? I said, I will do. So I called him and I asked him, are you still free? Do you want still to have a tryout? And next day, actually, he came by Ryanair flight to Germany and we had to try out. Oh, wow. Yeah. Perfect, perfect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That... So, and I must say, immediately in the first tryout, we felt that this was the perfect match. In fact, after three weeks, we had the first competition, which was the Grand Slam in Tokyo. Wow, very yeah. nice, very nice. Okay. Yeah. Now, was he uh, was he coming from Sicily or was he already in no, Northern no, Italy? No, no, he was already actually Benedetto left Sicily when he was 3 years old together with his family and he was actually from 3 years old he was uh, living in the north of Italy in Cento which is a, a famous town famous for the carnival in mm-hmm. Italy and he uh, he living was living there and he actually uh, yes uh, i think he will explain you in his interview yes he we'll was, see what he says he was starting there with davide cacciari so he was very lucky from the first steps actually from the beginning mm-hmm. yes so he came from bologna he came by Ryanair flight to hamburg i still remember that and uh, yeah he uh, he just arrived in the airport i pick him up we and you kicked it off yes and actually, everything started from that moment in time. I see, I see. Now, when you guys first met and you started to practice, you said you had three weeks to prepare for a Grand Slam? Yeah. Oh, Correct. my goodness. And now, actually, we reached the final and we were fifth in that uh, Grand Slam. Oh, where everybody quick applause. Was there. <laughs> actually, all beautiful, the beautiful. So Looks- I, our career started immediately very successful, we must say, and went on and on and on and on for multiple years that's right yeah so everyone knows all sicilian men are quite fun to be around right and working with you i know that you are very strict and very straight to the book tell me how did you balance for three weeks when you first met how did you guys how did you guys work how did you guys get used to each other's personalities how did you Mm. guys make it work in only three weeks well uh, the first three weeks actually were like in honeymoon you know, a oh, very famous teacher tell us, you know, maybe Mr. Peter Maxwell. When oh, we had Mr. the Peter first lessons with him, he said, uh, he, we came to the lesson and he said, so how are you guys? And so on. And we said, oh, great, fantastic. Everything is working. And he said, okay, wait, wait, you're still in the honeymoon. In fact, it was like that. 
So I must say, in the first three weeks, we uh, we prepared uh, very well because um, we had not such big problem. Our coach in that moment in time, uh, and is of course was all the time through all the years through was David Kacciari. He prepared us, and he just make it fit for the first competition. Of course, mm-hmm. because we had only three weeks, so we had to f- fix some, let's say, technical. Uh, let's say uh, uh, requests because I came from a different school mm-hmm. and uh, so I had to make it work that Benedetto could easily move in this in this mm-hmm. uh, competition and I had to beautifully stand in his arms and uh, yeah we were that's we right were managing to go very well in this competition actually a judge from Australia I remember still her name Dale Fraser marked us first in the first competition for it was like oh, oh nice okay yeah, yeah yeah so now everything in the beginning went very well and I still uh, I think it was really like Peter Maxwell said we were in honeymoon because in the honeymoon came phase. after <laughs> Oh, I see. I see. You make the final comeback. <laughs> no, of course, so. like you mentioned, I think this is the main problem. What most of the people start to face afterwards is uh, uh, the fact of in our case was we had, of course, very different mentalities. Like you said, mm-hmm. I am from Germany, very strict, very organized, uh, on time, uh, very precise. And Benedetto, of course, is from from Sicily. So I must say he's very precise when we speak about the technique. But of course, there are some, uh, uh, let's say, uh, other mentalities. And uh, these are the six other. And especially dealing not only two, three hours, but dealing whole day, dealing weeks, months together with each other. I think, and this is, of course, the, the thing that we had to manage through our career. And we don't have to, let's say, negotiate that. Of course, we in the end we took a personal uh, uh, psychologist, not because we have problem in our mind, but everybody has uh, to balance, of course, mm-hmm. uh, the mindset. Everything starts from the head. So if the head is not functioning correct, your body will not function correct. So, and right. I think, as we know, all the top athletes are using psychologists in order to make the mindset correct to approach the day, to approach, of course, their sport in their maximum way. And we did the same. And I must say this was the best decision we could do in our career because otherwise maybe we wouldn't have lasted for so long time, I must say, honestly speaking Mm -hmm. with you. I agree. I agree. It does. It does make a big difference when a dancer does have a a psychologist on their team. But if we move Uh, on... Let's talk about quickly a general subject, a little bit uh, vague, but tell me, is there something in particular that fascinates you, this sport, whether it's the dresses or the makeup or the fact that we get to dance with the opposite gender? What in particular fascinates you about dance sport? Well, I think it's a, I think it's a many points actually. It's not one point. I, I must mm-hmm. be honestly speaking with you, but I think the dance sport is one of the sport that is one of the most complete sport, because mm-hmm. you are mentally involved, you are physically involved, and of course you share uh, the emotions together with another person. And I think these are the three main, let's say, uh, points which actually makes me the most uh, fascination about this sport itself mm-hmm. 
So sharing your emotions, sharing also the fact of the changing of uh, of your physical abilities, mm-hmm. changing of your technical abilities together with another person. Actually, I think this is the most uh, fascinating thing in this sport, actually. Mm-hmm. Let's especially of course in the standard dances where you're directly attached with each other that's right in the end you have to manage to be uh, two bodies as one so that's why also for example in standard i always say to my students it's normal that of course there are more fights in the standard couple than in the latin couple because of course you are attached towards each other mm-hmm. so you see immediately if if something is right or wrong if uh, you are, let's say, managing and fitting with each other or not. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's why I think in that matter, the standard is more difficult than the Latin, honestly speaking with you. In Latin, you are, you are more individual. Individual, in standard, right. you have to, you can be individual, but you, at the same time, you have to be, you have to manage, of course, to be together, mm-hmm. personal, individual, but as a, you, as a couple, of course, together. That's right. Being able to dance on your own and then with the partner as well. Agreed 100%. It makes sense. Um, especially, I think, uh, the fact when the kids dance with the, with the same partner for multiple years and then they grow up with this person together, maturing as a person, as an individual, and then as a couple together, it is quite fascinating because you get to learn the other person. You get to learn how, how they work, how they dance. Uh, maybe it gets to a point where you know this person so much that uh, you know how they lead. So, for example, if one wants to create a choreography on the floor, improvise, they'd be able to follow because that's how well you know each other. That is, yeah, uh, that's that's for sure. More, of course, I always say, and I must say, in that that point, the English were very, or they were really right that. A real couple can function only when you dance uh, more than 10 years together. So you need really mm-hmm. a lot of time to know each other, to synchronize with each other, and actually to go through many situations in order to become a unit together. Mm-hmm. I so see. And in Agreed. the end, you know each other so well that you don't even need not to speak with each other, but That's you know right. exactly <laughs> what the other person means and what he he uh, he's feeling like or what he uh, he feels in one day or what he feels in another day so, that's right uh, just by the look on the face exactly mm-hmm. exactly good 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 now if we go back just a few years and we take a look at uh, your first world championship right once you won your first world championship i believe it was denmark tell me what were your thoughts as you stood there and you received your trophy and they started playing the german anthem what were your feelings I think it was, um, it is this moment which all the sports people are aiming for for years, actually. Mm-hmm. It's um, a, it's like the relief of everything, of all the efforts that you put through all these years, really. Uh, because uh, it's so much dedication, it's so much uh, sometimes problem that you have to face and go through. And in the end, you are on this edge where you where you uh, reach the top for what you were actually uh, aiming for when I was deciding actually not to dance anymore with my former partner, but to start a new career with Benedetto. Because I said to my, for, to my, to my teacher, I want to become a world champion. 
And the first thing that I said to Benedetto when we started and we discussed is my aim is to become a world champion. Mm -hmm. So, and he was saying to me, are you crazy? <laughs> and I said, this is my, this is my goal. And I will go for this. Doesn't matter uh, how long it needs or what I need to do. I will go for becoming a world champion. And suddenly you are there and you, you, you see when the anthem is playing, you see a lot of moments mm -hmm. and you realize a lot of moments that you had to go through in order to be able to stand there and to be on the top in front everything of you've sacrificed everything you've worked yes. for everything but you've also, put also it. not only sacrification because there are also a lot of really nice moments because mm -hmm. uh, of course there's a lot of sacrification and i think many times the people speak about the negative part but it's also a lot of positive parts because like i said before you are growing of course mm -hmm. with uh, uh with this uh let's say going through these stages you are, you are of course uh, we we are we were very lucky to be able to travel a lot through even if you say it's a sacrification because of course um, traveling a lot sometimes can be also sacrification but i must say we we saw a lot of beautiful places we mm -hmm. uh, we uh, we learned uh, to knew a lot of beautiful persons we uh, and therefore it's it's worse to go through actually a mm -hmm. lot of sweat, a lot of tears, but a lot of laughter, a lot of uh, friendship. All worth it in the end. All, all, mm -hmm. all, all that is worth it. Yeah. I see. Now, once you won this first championship, tell me, looking back at it now with the five times world champion, six times European, tell me, do you think it is harder to become world champion or is it harder to maintain world championship status? Mm, it's, a different, it's completely different because the pressure is completely different mm. because once you go for the world champion, there is no pressure in a sense that you didn't have yet the title. Mm -hmm. So it's a different pressure, of course. So when you when you know that you are, for example, in Aarhus, we knew that we had the chance to win, but we had uh, some Italian rivals, of course, which uh, was at that time Andrea Gicciarelli. Mm -hmm. And uh, but the pressure is different. Okay, when, once you got the title, uh, I must say you have a more pressure against yourself because because the expectations, right? The expectation to yourself and the expectation that actually um, Benedetto and myself we were always aiming for having a better performance. Doesn't matter mm -hmm. which competition we were going, we were trying to give our best. Even so, if sometimes we had a small competition, which were in Germany, because we had invitation competition or ranking competition, where sometimes, of course, was not the most beautiful hall or the most perfect uh, floor, but we were always trying to give our best performance on that day. Mm -hmm. So, and this is actually the, the most pressure that we were actually on some stages where we were dancing against ourselves. Mm, so the I pressure... See. The pressure is a completely dif different one. And so, uh, uh, yes, uh, you have also, of course, to see that people have expectations to you. And remember that when when um, uh, uh, when you're first, you have to mm, defend your title, but you have also to uh, try to give something new to the people. Because otherwise, mm -hmm. in this sport, sometimes the people can become also a little bit jealous. 
people mm -hmm. can say, oh, you know, they are the same or they don't improve and so on. So we tried always to also find new ways, like when we start new angles to exactly try. new angles mm -hmm. to add to our dancing, which with which we were successful at that moment in time. Uh, but of course, we had to go ahead to also add other angulation, add other, let's say, other, um, not style, because your style is that one. We were a very classical, uh, sportive mm -hmm. couple. But why not also to put in some special figure like we found, right. for example, then in the tango. Like the tango. Exactly, exactly which, we, which what we became famous mm -hmm. for. So, uh, yes, these were things that we were starting then to experimentate once we were the world champion and once we had to defend our titles. I see. So, to, uh, I'm glad that we're speaking about that tango move. Tell me, how did that come about? How did, uh, who came up with the move? Uh, how did you practice it? What was the idea behind the move? If I tell you the honesty, you will laugh about it because... Like I told you, people sometimes in dancing are jealous or people start, mm -hmm. of course, are uh, also sometimes very critical. So the mm -hmm. criticism in our couple was that I was not flexible enough. No. So, exactly. So, and of course, uh, we had some rivals that people many times said, oh, she's much more flexible and so on. But of course, this was not our side because if you see, for example, the values that for example, I had, and that will confirm to you, in a sense of sportive values. So the resistance. Huh? I was one of the most, uh, let's say, uh, high-valued uh, mm -hmm. uh, girls in the dance sport. So very high value, uh, values in the resistance, for example. I was very I strong in the resistance. Sometimes even stronger than Benedetto, which of course <laughs> is very important in our sport today because as you mm -hmm. know, we have to go through several rounds, we have to go through uh, more than two minutes mm -hmm. over a long term. So we start in the morning, we end in the night. So, and I had never problem in this. Of course, everybody is built differently. Everybody has different muscles. So muscle-wise, I'm a very strong girl. Mm -hmm. So maybe it's also that why I'm not, maybe the most flexible but I was never let's say aiming for to be the most flexible which mm -hmm. was not my characteristic and not my style but people started to complain so Benedetto said okay Claudia we will find a strategy we will show to the people that you're also flexible you know this figure which is actually I don't know if you remember long time ago it was not invented by us but it was invented by Massimo Giorgiani actually ah in the middle of the floor but in that case he went also down on the knees oh, uh, wow. together with alessia manfredini with his former partner okay so and he was uh, i remember still that the english were saying okay massimo if you do this figure in the center of the floor in blackpool we will mark you six because of course in england they are very conservative and of course, it's impossible yeah. to do such kind of figure was it was a drama if he would have put this figure in the center of the floor in Blackpool. So Massimo Giorgiani, which is Italian, and he's listening like all the Italians, he said, okay, don't worry, I will not do the figure. So it came his tango and that moment he went in the center of the floor and he brought Alessia down on the knee and he went down on the knee. Bravo. And all the Blackpool public went up and was screaming like crazy and the people marked him first and he won this tango. So this is how you wow. can understand how reliable are the English projects. <laughs>
So Benedetto, <laughs> from that from that move, I must say he was he was inspired, of course, and we tried, of course, the same figure, but not going down on the knee, but finding possibilities in order to uh, going in a way that, of course, I was arching very much, and when you go to this maximum extension, you have to use also the hips, of course, going underneath the partner, and Benedetto mm -hmm. changed also the angulation. And we, he said, okay, go, 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 go. I said, I cannot, you can. Let's push go, the limit. Go, go, go. <laughs> push the limit. And suddenly my head was down on the floor. And so this is how, the, how this figure has started from. It became our figure in the, in the tango. There we go. The backstory. Yeah. We heard it here. Perfect. And perfect, from perfect. that moment, nobody were complaining about the fact that I was not flexible enough. There we go. Miss Claudia is flexible. Boom. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so let's discuss a little bit about the days that we don't have as many victories, our, our down days. Tell me, while throughout your dance career and now, of course, throughout your professional career as a teacher, how do you push through the days that are harder than others? Maybe now as a teacher, they're completely different from your competitive days. But tell us. What motivates you? What what reminds you that you have a purpose uh, on this world, in this dance sport industry? Of course, from the outside, everyone knows, everyone comes to you, you have a purpose, dance teacher, we want to learn from you. But maybe sometimes inside we feel a little bit off and on our down days. How do you, when you feel off, turn right back on and say, yes, today's my day. Well, if you want to distinguish from the from the others, you have to find the motivation exactly in these days. Mm -hmm. I can explain you. Um, let's let's um, speak about our loss of the world champion title, because I think very very few or nobody actually. We was uh, two times world champion. We went to Moscow. Okay, and it was clear that we had to win this third title and then we had to uh, to leave and we had to go to the professional. Mm -hmm. So um, I think this is a very, very good example that, um, let's say, um, where also people always told us, you know, Benedetta and Claudia, I, you're so many times champion, you win all this title and you, you are still so humile. And the mm -hmm. humility makes you going ahead in criticizing yourself the most in order to become better and better so what i mean by that is when we were when we lost this world title in moscow and we know exactly that in moscow many things are very corrupt like we can mm -hmm. see now a day uh, from the war okay so is a uh, that this is actually only corruption what is going mm -hmm. on okay and there are some interest of very important people so i don't know if we lost of course i know and i don't know if we lost this because of certain reasons but mm. the first thing that we said coming from that floor where the people said that uh, it's impossible we said okay we took it to light actually so uh, we were fighting more during the during our practice in the preparation. We were too sure that we will win actually this third title easily. So mm -hmm. we went home. We uh, we practiced harder. 
uh, we uh, tried to change some things in our dancing because we said, okay, we have not a lot of time. It was in that time, it was November. And in March, there was the next Grand Slam, of course, where we had to meet again our rivals, which was in that case, Emmanuel Valeri, which won that world title. Mm -hmm. And we had that one chance, we knew, to show all the world that actually what they did in that world championship was uh, actually not correct. Mm -hmm. In one? fact, we took these um, five months where we were practicing like crazy, we were changing choreography, we were doubting ourselves, we were mm -hmm. practicing hard, we were, uh, yeah, do a lot of changes. And we went in March to this Grand Slam. And uh, in that Grand Slam, I still remember that uh, the first Worlds we lost. Oh we my. went out and said to Benedetto, Benedetto, we have to push more in tango because we it's not yet done. And mm -hmm. in tango we won, and from that moment we won all the dances. There we go. And we needed from that. From that moment, he never touched us anymore on any dance. So, um, yeah, I think it's a matter of yourself in finding this humility and saying, okay, I have to push harder. I have to criticize myself the most in order mm -hmm. to actually push through also the days that sometimes are not so nice. But this is what distinguishes then you from the mass, actually. If you want mm -hmm. to become special, if you be want to to become to the highest peak of this, uh, let's say, uh, dance sport, you have to be humane and you have to go through uh, also in these harder days. Sometimes, mm -hmm. I think that's why you're in a partnership together. It's usually that maybe sometimes one of the uh, the two is more down. So the other one has to try to motivate. Or sometimes right. you have just to say, okay, today is not our day. Let's go home or let's have a nice ice cream and tomorrow we go back, but tomorrow we practice one hour more. So depending on the days, of course. But I think the fact of being... On the earth, this was always our our let's say main focus that we were never going up and we said okay we are world champion anyway we are the best mm -hmm. and this is our dancing no 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 we were always very critical with ourselves I must say right always wanting to learn more and always wanting to better yes. yourselves I see yes now if we discuss you were mentioning you were trying to change all the experiments after that championship in Moscow didn't go well. You are trying to find the different details and trying to see what works. Tell me, do you find that you have to be, one has to become a perfectionist, right? Or obsess over the baby details to be successful in dance sport? I think yes. I think yes. I Honestly speaking with you, yes, because uh, actually these little details make a real difference in the top. Of course, mm -hmm. depend the level where you are, but uh, when you want to become really, really to the top, you have to become a perfectionist in these small details. So, um, like I said before, uh, this makes then the difference of the top, really top, or the medium top people, mm -hmm. okay? So uh, that's why, actually, I must say, in our castle, Benedetto was really the perfectionist, I must say, mm -hmm. uh, in these things. So uh, it was sometimes, of course, very difficult because, you know, perfectionist sometimes is not very easy to deal with. But in the end, I must say he was really right because uh, in the end, this, uh, let's say, dedication for the details 
the uh, the aim for the perfectionist we will never be perfect but to uh, try to be uh, as perfect as possible makes really the difference towards other people i see it does make sense it does make the difference because that's right everyone always looks uh the baby i read a quote once that that uh, that said uh one of my oh my goodness one of my very 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 first coaches back when i was a kid uh in fact his name was douglas so shout out to douglas he's an american and he's a really cool guy and he always used to tell me alessandro because i was a really annoying kid when i was a baby when i was younger i was really annoying <laughs> and he would go alessandro you need to take care of the small things and the big things will take care of themselves and i was like what that sounds like nothing because if i need to take care of big things i gotta take care of them and he goes no alessandro you're not listening to me listen take care of the small things take care of the baby details and the big things will take care of itself and i was like i still don't understand what you mean and he goes ale how do you create a puzzle and i said oh that makes sense so i put the small pieces and then it creates the bigger picture uh, so mm. that made all the sense in the world to me and then uh so i agree 100 yes now if we move and discuss a little bit success because we're discussing how we find it and we might obsess over these details right but now let's define success yeah what is your idea of success excuse me success and what is needed in order to achieve it so we spoke about the details the baby details but is there another ingredient to success that we need what do you think well i think uh, in the beginning i spoke with you about the psychologist so mm -hmm. i think um what we what we were very lucky about is that actually here in italy that's why i decided uh, actually in the beginning of our career uh, when benedetto actually honestly speaking with you were open to um, to say okay let's decide we live in germany or we live in italy there was no doubt for me that the most success i can become only if i move to italy why mm -hmm. because in italy we have like a university of dance sport like here the correct team, resources yes here in team mm -hmm. diablo we of course we are studying every wednesday uh for example us even being already retired we are sitting from two o'clock in the afternoon till 7 30 p.m we are sitting on the uh, school okay mm -hmm. how you say bench bench eh? yeah the bench yeah, the, the desk bench. and uh, actually we are studying still about the technique we are studying about the management in dance but nowadays uh, we are studying about we doing video analysis okay to understand better the perfection of the movement when the couple's doing a drive action, for example, why we still see with our eyes uh, that there's something that's not correct. So through, for example, the video analysis, you can see through the slow motion what is not yet correctly done from the couple and how to improve this drive action better. And so there are many, many subjects that we are studying. We are studying with a pedagogist also in this University of Transport where we understand how we have to deal with the children in a certain age, how we have to deal with people that, for example, go into puberty. So mm -hmm. it's a completely different. How we have to deal with senior couples, of course. 
So this is all things that makes you, of course, complete and that makes you successful in one hand. This is the University of Dance, but which we have only one, we must say, in the whole world, which is here mm -hmm. in Diablo in Italy. The point in our dancing career was that we had many people around us, which we are, which we are following us and guiding us together with our coaches, of course, uh, which was uh, our physical preparator, which was our uh, nutritionist, of course, because it's very, very important that for the dance spot you have to have the right look. Um, we had never the problem of the weight, which sometimes people have, that they have to lose weight, for example. But of course, depending what you put inside your body, so how you nutrition yourself, if your engine, okay, in that case, our body is working 100% or is working 80% because maybe you were eating uh, not correctly or you don't, didn't uh, drink enough and so on. So we had a nutritionist, we had, we had the... A physical preparator to build up our muscle, to build up our strength, to build up our our resistance in the dancing. Mm -hmm. We had, of course, the technical lesson. We had the with uh, our our coach uh, coach lessons with. We had also um, the the mental coach, so the psychologist. So it's a team mm -hmm. around you that I think makes in the end the success. Uh, together with your coach and I must of say course. this is we are very lucky or very lucky this is let's say what our what our coach was building through the years here in Team Diablo in this academy where we study as well and that's why we are so uh, lucky to be able also to follow our couples with all the facets that is needed mm -hmm. to make a with all the resources success. that we need I see I agree 100% it, it, it is crazy uh, it's crazy important to have the correct resources, as you said, the, the mental, the, the physical training with Rambo, of course, all, mm -hmm. all of these facts, crazy important. And um, it's... Uh, it's not only the, the, the private lesson itself, it's not only the practice itself. It's many, many points that actually you have to put together. And if you see in other sports, like I mentioned in the beginning, in the Formula One, one of the, I think, still the most successful Formula One driver was Michael Schumacher. Schumacher. And I can Schumacher, yes, I can say this very clearly because our our um, our president of the club, he worked in Ferrari, and he explained us very clear that before a Grand Prix, he was going together with his nutritionist to the to the buffet, and the nutritionist was saying to him, "This yes, this no, this yes, this no." So you see, in all the sport, you you have a team around you. Mm -hmm. that makes this person successful and successful that you that's right the success together with you of course that's right yeah I, I you reminded me of a saying we have in english uh that that goes uh it takes a village it's a very three simple it takes a village and then it means uh it takes an entire team to bring you to bring a person to success now, uh, so the last question for today, Miss Claudia, I'd love to ask you, tell me, if you had to leave with one final word, with one final comment, word of advice to young couples who are working their way to make to the top, who want to continue to strive, who have the same goals as you as a, as a young kid knowing, I want to become a world champion, what message would you leave them as this year we're midway through the year and we're going to begin the next year, next year. 
what message would you leave for them to continue and strive for their goals? Well, I think uh, the most important is that uh, the that they continue, they have a continuous dedication towards what they love. They have mm-hmm. to start to understand from how they start with, because they start with the fact that they like to do this dance sport, of course, and they have to continue to like it, even so if sometimes we have some better days and some worse days. I think the dance sport is the only sport, like I said, that involves most of your body, mentally, physically, and you can share this beautiful sport together with a person, of course. So uh, it's very important, I think, for them that they keep this idea of where they started from. So like that they loved, let's say, the dance sport, and they have to keep it forever but they have to have a lot of dedication and a lot of strength and that even in the bad days they remember that of course that what they want to go for so if they can resist they will achieve for sure mm-hmm. and this depends all on your mindset so you have to always looking forward for the fact that i say always the metal has two two uh, parts two sides mm-hmm. two sides and uh, so um, it's normal that, of course, in the one side you will have the success, in the other side there will be, of course, the pain, the anger, mm-hmm. which is normal for all the success that you will have in every uh, sport or in every business, wherever you you are in. So That's right. keep the keep the motivation, okay? And uh, yes, you are in the right sport, which has let's say the most let's say involvement for all your body mentally physically and also emotionally Mm -hmm. there we go and and don't forget that german commitment the hashtag german commitment German commitment is of course a very important one that's why i said you you have never to give up never give up and go ahead there we go there we go mic drop applause around the world perfectly and well said well claudia let me thank you so much for joining me in this hour on Scolora Danceport. It's been a great pleasure having you here. Um, we, we continue to take all of your information and use it to the maximum of our ability. I hope all of our viewers enjoyed this. Please leave a comment, love, like, subscribe. Uh, Claudia Kohler, thank you so much. You are number one. Thank you. And we're going to start uh, using German Thank you very much. Love you and we keep in touch. Will do. Thank you so much.